Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist community. Oh, yes, yes. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Comrade, 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 comrade. That was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Has it changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. This is John Ansell for the uh, for the huh, the Liberty NZ podcast. Things have taken an ominous turn overnight um, with the home invasion by the New Zealand police of a very good man called Carl Bromley, Pastor Carl Bromley. Uh, this is the video he posted this morning. Yeah, g'day, Carl Bromley here, Pastor Carl Bromley of Christchurch, New Zealand. Is it just me, NZ? Just been out with a lovely uh, evening with some friends and uh, got back after New Year's quiet evening, one o'clock, got into our home and upstairs my wife said someone's been into our house, someone's broken into our house and uh, saw my upstairs um, drawer open and some things on the floor, on the floor and uh, come down to my office, uh, I'm a firearms owner, come into my office, and this is what I found, you're going to love this, gun safe ripped from the wall, key in the gun safe, uh, drawers trashed, Things strewn around my office, even something on the wall, knocked off. Uh, obviously very disconcerting New Year's, who's been into our house? Now, just to show you upstairs. Wait for the kicker folks, you wait for the kicker for this, there's a kicker to this. Been into our lounge, I thought maybe into our worship area, we have worship on Sundays. Knock something over here. You wait for the kicker, people. I'll take you up to the main room. Keep watching. See our main bedroom here. Suitcase here. Been through my drawers. Been through uh, my wardrobe. Stole 500 rounds of ammunition. Stole my 22 rifle. I received uh, I received three private phone calls earlier on. I don't answer private phone calls. I get hate messages and things like that. Cleared all my messages and guess what? Guess who's been in my house? The flipping New Zealand police. The New Zealand police did this. They issued some kind of order to say that uh, someone had laid a complaint or concern about me being a firearms owner. 
They've broken into my house, smashed it up, taken my rifle, ammunition, and left taking my letterbox. The New Zealand flipping police come into a pastor's house. Look at this. Smashed it up. Strewing things around my office. Vandalised my house. How about that? For a totalitarian state. The New Zealand police violated my house, violated my personal privacy, my wife's privacy. They wouldn't come around when our vehicle was stolen from our driveway, gutted. They wouldn't follow up a personal assault on me, defamation, slander by some prat. And they come around and break into our home, smash it up and remove my firearms under some kind of a bogus report that I'm some kind of a threat. Well, welcome to New Zealand, people. Happy New Year. This is our police. What kind of country is this? What kind of nation is this? It is sick. And the people that are supposed to be here to protect you are the ones who violate you and abuse you. You vile, disgusting pigs. Disgusting. I have no respect for the New Zealand police anymore. Thank you very much, you scum. You scumbags. Share this everywhere, folks. Make it viral. Get it overseas. Embarrass these people. This is just disgusting. Anyway, that's me, Pastor Carl Bromley here, Minister of Christ. Spent my life as a nurse, 30 years, loving, supporting, helping people as a pastor, 30 years. And this is how the police treat me. I'm not asking for any special kind of treatment, but I'm not asking for abuse or violation as this. And anyway, that, oh, there he is. Talk to you later. Arahanui, love you lots. God bless. Take it easy. See ya. Bye. And that is the normally very reasonable, lovely man, Carl Bromley, Pastor Carl Bromley, none too happy with being attacked by the boys in blue. The boys in blue have shown last night their true colours and their true colours are red with a yellow hammer and sickle. We'll make that syringe and sickle. Hmm. I'm reminded of my visit from a police constable only one, not like the six or seven that Lee Williams had in the same city as Carl with submachine guns asking if he was a Trump supporter after the Christchurch massacre. I only had one, but I reminded that one that when the communist takeover came, uh, I would still be innocent and he would have to address whether he was to be innocent or guilty, whether he was to do the work of the communists or stand up for the people he was sworn to protect. I reminded him the other day when the same guy came uh, 
And he assured me that they wouldn't be following the, the path of the Australian Nazis, as I called them. Well, last night we saw the Australian Nazis transplanted to Christchurch. Carl uh, Bromley will be with us. He'll be gracing us with his presence at nine o'clock. He's had a busy day, but I'm tickled pink that Carl is going to find time to talk here. Um, I did manage to locate a friend of Carl's called Tim. Uh, I don't know if Tim is here. Uh, I can't see the screen. So this perhaps might if, be Tim. Is, is that you, Tim? Tim? Here? Yes, Tim? That, that, that's me. Go ahead, yeah, Tim. Tim. Uh, I'll just say who the other people that are that we've we've got on are before we talk to Tim, because Tim's going to tell us a little bit about Carl. Um, we we are joined by Alpha, who gave us such a sterling testimony the other night of her vaccine adverse reaction. You there, Alpha? I'm here, John. Yeah, you're there. I'm here. Uh, we're going yep. to be joined by Jaspreet. Now she has form, don't you, Jaspreet? You've you've been uh, you've had an interaction with the boys in red, and you stood up to them marvellously. You there, Jaspreet? Yes, I am. Hi, John. Yes, good. You're standing by. I believe we have Pem in the house from uh, last night. <laughs> we, we, he's a wonderful uh, – he's in the vaccine hesitancy capital of uh, Murupara, um, ready to give his, his opinion of, uh, of the treatment of, of Carl as well, I'm sure, and the very, very docile Shane, Shane Chafin, who wouldn't say boo to a goose, would you, Shane? No, no. Well, we'll hear from Shane. So we've got a, a pretty good gang tonight. I'm pretty sure um, there'll oh, probably be some others that I that I've also seen. got. Yes, but, we've uh, also first got of all, Liz. I'd like to talk with. Um, sorry, before we go, John. Oh, uh, we've also got Liz. Yes, Liz Lambert. She's oh, great. Uh, from Auckland. Hello, Liz. Oh well, she she's going to give us a perspective and a half, isn't she? Aren't she, Liz? But um, first, I'd like to uh, you know talk to a man who I'm actually going on a picnic with. Um, and and uh, and somebody else tomorrow. Um, I haven't met Tim Bunting in the flesh, but today I learnt that he he uh, you think so highly of of Carl Bromley, don't you, Tim? That you will travel long distances to see him preach. I I think extremely high of Carl Bromley and his wife. They are a team. They are a unit together. They are amazing. They um I I travelled two hours. Um, from my hometown, Timaru, to Christchurch to Tim, go. To just, a, just a sec, Tim. Yes. Uh, you're, you seem to be playing the drum there. Is something ticking on the on the on the phone there when you speak? You just have no, your mouth that, off to better? one side. Sorry, have your phone off to one side, and because um, you're you're popping, you're what they call popping in the industry. You're you're breathing on the mic and, or on okay. your phone, and it's making is, a popping sound. You just put it off to one better? side. Yeah, that, that's great. Go. Okay. So no, I've um, I've I've got to know Carl and um, his wife Mel from yeah, just social media platforms and tuning into seeing his sermons. And now I do travel all the way from Timaru, two hours drive to Christchurch, because he is such an amazing pastor. He's such a loving pastor. Such a you know the whole family is such a loving family. Yeah. The first time I met him, he welcomed me with big hug, and so too did his wife. And you know, they they know I'm not perfect, but um, they as they said, we we don't we don't care if you're not perfect. We don't we don't judge anybody. You know, of just absolute, just pure love. Their no. whole family is yeah. so it's amazing. Just feel very comfortable. Well, so I yes, I do travel 
two hours to go to his church um, some weekends when I can. And uh, you've even um, gone on holiday with him, didn't didn't you say as well? Yes, yes. I've, um, I mean, I've, I've, they've become such a part of the family sort of thing. It's, um, they, they are, I believe, like this with most people they come in contact with us. Everybody is like family to them, and yes, I have had the. I have had the opportunity to go away even on holidays with them. They've invited me away and, you know, I've I've been invited away to later find out, oh, it was Carl's um, big grand birthday. I won't tell how old he is, but <laughs> that's not for <laughs> me to say. But, you know, <laughs> um, and I only find it out once I've joined them on this holiday, you know, and I think how special. They're just very special people. Yeah, well, this is the impression I've. I've only uh, Carl Carl bounded up to me at a some sort of rally at Parliament. Um, gosh, was it last year? So much has happened this year. I can't remember whether it was this year or another year. But but um, he's just a big, lovely guy, and uh, and uh, it's going to be great having a chat to him at nine o'clock. Obviously, he was, um, you know, in a, a pretty stewed up state. So one could one could look at that and see see an angry man, but uh, I think he had every right to be angry. Um, yes, John. We'll he see what he. Does. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what he does about it. I think perhaps he's being tested in a in a Christian sense. He's he's uh, he's taken a bit of heat this year, and and so has his wife. Um, the cops, the same Christchurch cops. Uh, broke up the marriage of Lee Williams by relentlessly hounding him, trying to turn him into the next terrorist. This is what they're trying to do. Um, and how dare they do that that sort of thing. Um, Jaspreet, you took a different view. Uh, of Or you, you, you got hounded yourself, but you, you, you stood up for yourself. And I was so proud of you. Uh, and I think this is what we have to do. We have to, I mean, my, I was used to a normal phone call, but once you start asking me, or rather implying that my children are at risk with their mom around, nah, not going to stand for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think that you, you you showed the lead. You showed what a, what a young, well, young to me, mother uh, can <laughs> do by, by taking them on. I'm going to call the cop that, call, that has called on me twice, uh, and there's been two other guys that came to my door trying to intimidate me. I'm going to call that guy, and he said, call any time, and I'm going to call him and say, how do you feel about being part of New Zealand's biggest criminal gang? You know, uh, And it's been suggested to me today by another chap that, uh, yes, there are good cops. Well, today they, they get to show whether they are good cops by turning on their Wokester police commissioner, who is... Uh, quite notorious for that and his decision evidently to usher the new year in by intimidating a man uh, that he knows is innocent uh, and uh, in order perhaps to send a message to those of us who stand up to them perhaps this is what they want perhaps they want us to make want to make us angry perhaps perhaps that's part of the communist plan well I for one am falling into that trap because when they came for me uh, the, the other day, I reminded them that they set up the Christchurch massacre with Jacinda Ardern or for Jacinda Ardern. They made it easy for Brenton Tarrant to get that gun. They knew what he was going to do. They let him do it. Uh, and they have the audacity to come to people like me and, and tell me off. 
the, the New Zealand police are complicit in murder, uh, mass murder, by aiding and abetting Jacinda Ardern, who is one of the biggest genocidal maniacs in the world. Uh, and I don't care who knows that. Um, Ofa, let's introduce a tone of, of civility. I think you can be relied upon to be a little bit more gentle, but perhaps not entirely uh, un, uncombative as well. What do you think, Ofa? No, I'm not too sure about that one, John. <laughs> I've got a bit of righteous anger in me right now. Yes, I think so. A bit closer to the mic, Alpha. A bit closer to the mic, please. Can you hear me now? Can yep, you hear me just, now? Just, just talk at 45, at, you know, at, at 90 degrees so you don't blow into the, uh, into the phone. Okay. Well, hopefully this comes through now. But yes, no, I have righteous anger towards what's happened today. We've stooped to a new low. I didn't think New Zealand would go that low, but unfortunately we are on that scale right now. Yeah. I just have yeah. no words again. Yeah. Mm. Pim Bird, are you feeling docile tonight? Probably not. First of all, my heart goes out to that fine man. I would call that a state-sponsored invasion. Our country has flipped from a democratic country, we're now a totalitarian state. Let's give it that one. It's a dictatorship. And it manifests itself in the sort of behavior, the arrogant, abusive behavior that was witnessed today. Yeah. And because somebody made a complaint, somebody made a complaint, we just got to... We just got to realize that we are uh, number one, number one, totalitarian. We've got a dictator in charge. And the characteristics are persecution, are the indoctrination through propaganda, the propaganda machine, which is your television and newspaper and all of that. And we are now one party state. All the, there's no opposition. There's no there's no sign of a democracy at work. All the parties in parliament have jumped on the same walker. They're all on her side. So we've got a totalitarian state, and let's not be surprised at what they're up to. Right? No, that's right. That, that's, that's what right. they're going this to is be just doing. The game plan. The police. Sorry. The police are part of it. They've been corrupted. Yeah. Now the the police commissioner. And he's like politicians such as Mr. Luxon, who described themselves as Christians. Uh, the one who rolled Simon Bridges was another self-proclaimed Christian. I can't quite remember his name. No, and you got this, yes, they came. But that's the Christian. point. <laughs> and then you got uh, Judith Collins, who was praying in church. Had the crab and follow in. And you've got Mr. Costner. They call him the Christian Commissioner. Well, they're the not Christians. Stuff. They're not Christians. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. that's, a, that's yeah, they're not. They're anything but. That's right. They're anti. They're anti. That's they're right. demonstrating that's manifesting that in their behavior. So this poor. Pastor, how shocking. 
Yeah. How absolutely and, uh, shocking that they should invade a state-sponsored invasion. It's state-sponsored. And that they would do that to him, to a man of God. Yeah. No respect. Yeah. Arrogant. Ignorant. A good man. A good and they, man. Were, they were probably dressed in jackboots. Yeah. And I think it's and important it's that we spell, we spell jackboots J-A-C. J-A-C yes. boots. That's Shane right. Chapin, you've had uh, Shane, Shane Chapin has had uh, some uh, some interaction with the with with the aforementioned uh, JAC Jack. Um, it will go down in in New Zealand history. Um, I'm sure you're feeling very mellow tonight, Shane, uh, having heard what happened to to Carl. I have uh, focused my energies today on memeing the New Zealand police. Uh, so uh, you can find those on Telegram at Revolution Media NZ. And uh, yeah, so I've funneled some of my energy into that. But as far as what I see out of the police, it unfortunately doesn't surprise me. The timing of it, and I think you mentioned this, John, is, is a little bit suspect in that they rang in the new year by picking a target, freezing it, personalizing it, and polarizing it. They, that was a straight-up Sololinsky tactic, straight out of the 1970s and the Democrat Party or the leftist party playbook. This is what they do and sending a message, I think, to uh, other people that, you know, we're keeping an eye on you, but it doesn't really matter because things are changing in New Zealand. They probably know that uh, up here in Northland, we don't tend to have uh, as much issue with that as, uh, as I've seen down south a bit. But um, that being said, what we are seeing is, is a shift and they're they're up in and this was a bit predictable. We knew they they'd start to be a bit more heavy-handed because they're losing the narrative. They're losing the populace. Even double-jabbed people are starting to turn against this government. So they have to create bogeymen now, extremists, terrorists, and that's what this uh, what's it called? Search and Surveillance Act that they're reviewing out of yeah. 2012, 2007. And so they're trying to create bogeymen, just like they did in the U.S. when the, quote, insurrection happened on January 6th, where you basically had a bunch of protesters walk into the Capitol building. And there were a few bad actors in there, and they were actually people on the other side, and that's been outed. That's not a conspiracy theory. If somebody brings me that as a conspiracy theory, I can prove it. So they, there were some bad actors in there. They've been caught. They were arrested. And uh, they did some things. But mostly as CNN would say, it was a mostly peaceful protest. But out of that, then we, you had the new administration there say, well, you know, what the biggest threat to America is these domestic violent extremists. And that's exactly what the same playbook here, and that's what they're, they're doing because they're, they're losing the narrative. They're scared. They're losing the population. And this is what dictators do. They, they try to find another way out somebody else to blame, just like the Reichstag fire. Uh, you know, that's, that was the fault of those dirty Jews. And so now it's the fault of uh, those dirty anti-vaxxer non-government lovers. That's, so I see it that way. Yeah. Um, Grant, you would probably like a commercial break at this, at this point, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, you're right, Shane, we, we are the, the new Jews. Um, we, we, we really are, aren't we? You know, and I'm a bit ashamed of the Jews, frankly, right now. I'm ashamed that they, they said never again. Well, it's happening 
now on their watch from this generation and they're doing nothing. They've just laid down. They're getting boosters, three in and four country. and five in their own country. And yeah. in this country, I'm, I'm discri- I, it's a disgrace that the um, fat camel in Whangarei, my town, uh, only allowing vaccinated people in. They're going, they're going for that. I'm not, I'm not wrong in saying that, am I, Shane? Do you know about that? Is that a cabinet um, minister uh, or is that a uh, restaurant? No, he's uh, the Jewish, Jewish-owned cafe. Oh, that camel. And uh, so what are they going to do? Are they going to d- differentiate? Are they going to do what was done to their ancestors, their forebears? Are they going to do that? Shame on them if they do. Shame on all of them. Shame on every single uh, business that shuts their doors or opens it and says, you Jews, you go and you eat over here in the corner here. You wash your hands and you fill out the form and then we give it, we serve you. And some businesses are serving people Saturdays and Sundays and others are serving us in these little corners, tucked away on the, open the side door and serving us there. No way. No, thank you. You're not getting one cent of my money. And so if you don't know how you're going to act, if you don't know how you would react to the Jewish laws against the Jews in Germany in 1933, now you know. Now we know. Liz Lambert will have uh, something to say about that, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, and I haven't got a single trailer to play. I don't know where they're all gone. Oh, you don't? Oh, well. <laughs> no, so get, we'll have to get, be our own trailers. And I'm going to go I and call we off. Just left, we left Liz out and sh- she will have plenty to say, oh, I think, so about I'll, what you just said. So I'll just um, have a little chat while you find a trailer or something. Um, yeah, well, a couple of things. Um, I was thinking about you, John, and um, you You've had this fellow around to your house twice now. You do know you can trespass him, if you know his name. Well, I quite like him, actually. He's, he's quite reasonable. He, he, um, yeah, we I have know, good but chats. Just to sh- yeah, mm. but just to show him, well, you can have a chat on the phone, just to show him you don't want him in, in your place and, and set an example, right? Yeah, Because um, everyone's home is his castle, okay? You can trespass him from within... You know, about a couple of Ks if you want, as much as you like. Um, I would say probably just the driveway and, um, you know, 200 metres around the house would do it. But, yeah, I know it's just um, he might be a nice guy, but, you know, um, you need to show, we need to show them that we um, we can enforce our rights when we want to. Um, about the cafes, um well, good news is that quite a lot of cafes are now um, taking my advice about the fact that WorkSafe is a criminal organisation and they should stand up to WorkSafe. I'm going to be talking to um, Mr Oliver, um, what's his name, Steve, in a couple of days too. He's on holiday at the moment, but keen to um, keen to uh, push back on um, WorkSafe and... Um, yeah, getting getting the legal stuff um, all, all pretty much um, in line now, and um, yeah, don't don't um, don't give up, guys. So Liz, um, just keep they, on going. They must be pretty devastated. These companies. There was another one today that you'd be aware of, but I just it just slipped out of my head. Um, a twelve thousand dollar fine, along with. Okay. Um, Oliver, I'm aware of Steve Oliver, but there's another one oh, today. It's not oh, that, it's a it's, cafe in Christchurch. It's not the Lotuses. Oh, not the Lotuses. Yes. The Lotuses. Yes. Yeah, the Lotus is, is going their own way, though. They're not going to do. They're not going to give in, um, but they're not going to do. A, I don't know what they're going to do, but anyway, um, that's not one of them. But but um, yeah, there's other. 
there's others that um oh yeah and um a couple of little places um uh, especially massage um, or beauty therapists, etc. I've got a few of those that have taken my advice and just kept on. And um, so and when they get charged, any, any trouble, more trouble? Hmm? When they get hit with these big fines, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars, you're saying they can get off? There's no. Oh yeah. There's no problem. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is that. It's a little bit. It's a little bit complex, and I don't know if you want to hear about the the legal path. But but what it is is under the Act, um, they they protect. They think they've got protection under Section thirty four. Yes, Section thirty four of the Act. They think they've got protection in doing what they do, which includes the the cops, right? So um, if they do something, you know, like come around and harass you. Or um, you know, over over opening up or anything like that, or they issue with you with a fine. Um, they um, if they if they knew that um, you know, and they can be made aware in all sorts of ways about the dangers of the vaccine. Uh, that's acting in bad faith, and under the, that. They are allowed on, um, by Section 34, they incorporate Section 129 of the Health Act 1956. Now, that says that they're, they're allowed to do, you know, they're allowed to do all of these things. However, if they do them in bad faith, they lose that, um, they lose that protection. So what we'll be doing um, when I've got it, um, you know, where I've got a suitable uh, a suitable one, um, and I'm thinking of, I've got one in mind already. We'll probably use um, Steve Oliver's, is um, that um, we'll be writing them a, a strong letter saying, um, no, you're um, you're not doing this in in good faith. Um, this is the situation with the vaccines, and anyway, they have uh, WorkSafe, for example. They've been um, they've been breaking their own. The breaking the law under their own act. Um, they're not supposed to be advising what they've been advising. And they've caused a lot of damage and a lot of um, wreckage, et cetera, et cetera. So they're definitely not acting in good faith. So um, we'll be setting in motion, um, uh, what would you call it? Setting in motion a prosecution, putting, putting forward to a judge uh, the fact that they should be tried. Um, on an individual basis, it'll be because those always it's individual uh, individuals that get um, come up against it in the Health and Safety at Work Act. Um, so we we've got names now and uh, positions. Yep. Yeah. Um, Alpha had been talking to me before about common law. She's beginning a um, a study of common law. Uh, mm. And does this come into play as a as a defence? Uh, Ofa, you how far did you get well, with you, that? You'd be you'd be suing them under the this category of common law called tort, T O R T. So yeah, common law is 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 the law of this country. We are a common law jurisdiction in New Zealand. What does that so really mean? So all the acts mean? of parliament, what 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 all in all. All we need to do. I mean, that sounds so easy, but um, what can happen is like you get you strip out 
the maritime law, and you're left with what we're supposed to have. Yep. It's, it's all there to help us. You know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel, but I keep saying that, but people want to. It's hard to it's hard to understand when when you haven't immersed yourself in it. How are you getting on with that, Alpha? Yeah, I'm just I've just been looking at it over lockdown and um, have come across the proclamation of peace, Kingdom of David through Counterspin. I'm just looking at that avenue of uh, the jurisdiction of sanctuary protecting us right now. I'm just trying to protect myself and my son going forward and uh, as a single mother it's it's pretty yeah pretty here it's, it's mine going forward. it's it's strange for someone like me to to be hearing that you know you grow up thinking just like all things you think you know doctors are perfect and and and, and popes you know if you're Catholic popes can popes are infallible and and doctors are perfect, and and the law is 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 the law, and it's it's just the law. It just is. And now I'm hearing there's another law called common law, which doesn't seem so common, but it's apparently is. And I still haven't had anyone sort of really explain it to me. Uh, it just seems very left field. Liz, well, go and have, Liz. A, go and have a look at um, episode three of Counterspin. I talk about it there. Yeah. Could, could I just ask a question? Um, I've been in a court case, sitting in the in the gallery, watching a case in the in the Whangarei District Court, where the council took a yacht owner to court for anchoring in the uh, in the harbour for more than fourteen days, I think it was, and uh, they actually wanted to take his boat. They bankrupted this guy. The judge at the beginning said, "You realise," he said this to the defendant, "You realise you cannot use common law in my court in this court." And he got <laughs> the defendant to agree to it. Now, he should never have agreed, shouldn't he, Liz? Well, I don't know what the guy was saying. I mean, it's, it's kind That's of what like... what he said. Uh, of course. I mean, but the thing is, the judge wouldn't even be sitting there except for common law. Mm. But that's because what he said. You can't use common law to argue this case. Yeah, well, he, I, 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 don't, I don't know the context, but... Mm. For a start, none of the none of the lawyers would be standing up there and quoting cases if there wasn't common law, because common mm. law consists of the cases. That's how they the principles are on the principles of com common law come all of the judgments and all of the cases. Well, that so case was Bernard Philbrick versus the Wangaree District. There's uh, no uh, law without common law. Yeah, so well, that case was Bernard Philbrick versus um, the uh, Northland. Regional Council. That was the case, and they won the case, and he was bankrupted. Right. So when a judge pay. says that, Liz, it doesn't mm. kind of matter what you say, does it? When a judge, it's his oh, court. No. And I mean, well, the guy probably didn't have a lawyer. Did he? You're right. He didn't have a lawyer. He he wanted to defend yeah. defend himself. So he should yeah, never have agreed to what that judge said to him. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. No. You're not going to win that way. No. Okay? You, you have to use the tools that are there, and they're very good tools. They've been developed for ever and ever and ever. Now taught, for example, right? So though you can that, upstage that judge, though, can you? Even though, even though that's all about wrongs, okay, people doing each other wrong. So um, bad faith is a wrong that someone's done against somebody else. Now, 
I'm sorry, but there's no quick way to do this. You actually have to, to win study. cases. You have to, you have to study. Um, well, study. There's, there's textbooks about contract. There's textbooks about common law. There's textbooks about tort. There's textbooks about land law. That would be a better use of time, in mm. fact. Surely, surely the idea can be. I'm a great believer in, in everything can be simplified. Surely, surely we can have a, a short, sharp summary that uh, tells us the guts of it, though. But I'm talking about if you wanted to win a case um, using common law, well, oh, you'd see, have to yes. know what sort of common law that you were talking about, which 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 part of common law, because it has got its um, now probably if he was. Um, the, the statute probably would have said something about you can't anchor for more than fourteen days if you haven't got a you know you haven't got a, a property right if you like if you haven't bought an anchorage right. No, okay. no. The, inter the international law is that you can anchor wherever you like, and it's the captain's choice whether when he decides to up anchor because he's looking for the safety yeah, of the crew and the a, ship. If you're in a harbour, if you're it in doesn't matter. Harbor. It doesn't matter. Okay. And the council okay. bought, bought bought in a new. Um, uh, by law, and the judge oh, upheld it. it. Mm. Okay. It's, an, it's international law that um, that yeah. you know you can't be you you might not be and ready to to move your ship. Based on common law as well. Yeah, yeah. We're so going to have we, to have you back and do the, do a whole thing on this. I think I can see. But that are we saying though? That even though even though a judge says that, you can mm. keep reading things at him until he wilts. Is that what well, we're saying? No, that's not going to work either. Is well, that's why got I... control of the courtroom. He's yeah, but he did say that. He said you can't use common law, Liz. So he, he did say that. I wrote down what he said. You cannot yeah, use common I've, law I've to argue before. this case. Yeah. 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 So um, but what mean, would you have done so, in that position? Well, he should have said that he should have said, uh, well, um, he should have had a case, I'm sorry, um, to, to quote. Yep. You should have had a something like, okay, well, in the this defendant. case, Butler. Do you the mean defendant. the defendant? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, for example, I was in court once and they was, um, it was during the Crayford case and they were actually, um, they were actually trying to, um, oh, um, tr uh, what was it, trespass. They were trying to, they were trying to, one of the things they were trying to do was, trespass me right or say that I'd committed trespass and um, so you know the thing is that you can go there, there is a common um, you can you can go up the path to a door and you're not trespassing even if you haven't been invited in okay but there is a case that's saying if if you put the um, you know put the sign at your at your gate um, then and say this is private property, go no further, sort of thing. Then, then um, even a policeman can't come up to the door. So there you go, um, John. That's and yeah. that's a case called. Um, oh, hang, what is it? Um, Robson and Robson and Grant. No, that's not right, is it? Robson and da da da, Halkett or something. Anyway, it's a, it's a case about know the stories and and you and and you know go, think of it in stories. 
um, and read the read the cases. You know, you could get a textbook on how do we, land. How do we get those? Find those? out all about trespass, and you can. You don't have to go to law school. You can you can read it up and find out how to apply the cases to to the problem that you've got. Where do we find this information, Liz? What's that? Where do we find this information? Well, just get a text. Go to go to Trade Me and yep. get a text. Go to law textbooks and get a get a land law um, textbook. Get a get a contract. Get a, um, um, a contract textbook. Get mm-hmm. a torts tre- textbook and get a what's the other one? Criminal. Well, that's a lot of trouble, isn't get, it? Get a yeah. Mm. Get a copy of this 1961 Crimes Act. Is it all? Well, we can get that online, can't we? We've got that religious legislation. I think you've got them all, haven't you, Grant? Yeah, online, we've got those online. But I just thought I don't know where you can go and get the cases. You know, like Johnson versus Johnson. No, they're, or... they're quoted. They're quoted in there. They're quoted there. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. They're, they're, they've that's good. Got a, they always and they give they give a section of the act and they. Uh, you know, they give a commentary, and sometimes they give you the head note. They tell you what the case is about. You know, it's actually a really, really good way if you want to know about common law is to get the textbooks and and teach yourself. Mm. Yeah, if you can stay awake through the turgid oh, writing. No, it's I don't so have a problem exciting. with the- you. As soon as you open <laughs> those textbooks, you'll find exactly what you're looking for. I'll bet you. I mm. bet you will. My eyes are getting heavy now. I don't have a problem with the police coming to me because I like to give them a give them a little talking to. You know, <laughs> I like to I like to well, find out what right. they um, right. I like to find out what they what their agenda is as well. Uh, and yeah. hear I it from you the horse's mouth. I thought your hands were shaking. But people don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, they, they said they were. They weren't. <laughs> yeah. Section Section forty one, I think it is, of the trespass act. Is there anyone else here, Shane, that that's um, that I haven't uh, remembered is here that would like to talk? I mean, oh, when I said Shane, I meant Grant, naturally. Oh, Grant. okay. Yes. Um, John G., you're there. You've always got something to say. Why don't you unmute yourself? Can't find it. I'll unmute you. He's oh, John G. Off. had something for Shane, actually. He does, yeah. There's a, there's a link Maybe here. John's gone. Ah. Uh, Oh, I can't unmute him, so he must, it must be just a, a problem. So actually, once I get rid of him, now I'll be able to see it. Now I'll be able to play an ad. So we'll be back in a moment. This is a COVID-1984 announcement. But first, a message from our dear leader. To be really clear, we are not making vaccination compulsory. It is not compulsory to be vaccinated. But of course, um, we want everyone to be safe. Uh, we want you to be safe and we want your loved ones to be safe and well. Uh, and so uh, we're absolutely encouraging as many New Zealanders as possible to be vaccinated. The important people at Parliament are hard at work creating new laws and orders that will ensure that no MP, minister, highly placed government official or think tank advisor who suck off the taxpayer's teat will be forced to take the jab. But for you stinking masses who work in any of these honourable professions and trades, it's no jab, no job for you. And soon, you'll need your vaccine passport to eat, drink, buy or sell. This kind government will never force you to take the jab, so you are always free to choose to be a serf or a slave. Be brave. 
Do not comply. That's us, John. We're the, we're the serfs and slaves. Um, yeah, we've got one yeah. more uh, caller here, Tuck, Tuckmaid. I'm not sure who Tuckmaid is. be good if they put their real names, wouldn't it? Go ahead, Tuckmaid. Unmute yourself if you can. I'll try and do it. Oh, no, we've got one of those other little... Oh, yep. Hi, Tuckmaid. Go ahead. Hi, I don't know how to edit my my profile. That was just... I don't even know what who put that name on there. It's sounds, like, sounds like Lynette. Sounds like, sounds yeah. like Lynette. Yeah. Hiya. Hi, Lynette. Alpha's there too. Yep. Hi, Alpha. Hi, Lynette. Hi, Lynette. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I've got nothing to say right now. I just joined in to have a little listen, but um, I don't know how to edit my profile. I'll chat to you about it later, how to do that. Yeah. That's great. Would I be able to take you off there? Because when we have more than two rows, I can't see any of the trailers and I can't play them. <laughs> so I can only have six people in there. I don't know. I'll have to get a bigger monitor or something like that. Yeah. So would you mind? And then if you want to talk, you call back in and I'll, I'll put you, shoot you back in again. Is that okay, Lynette? Absolutely. Mm. Is that okay, John? Sounds like it. Sounds like it. I don't know what this uh, control desk of yours is like. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird place, you know. But um, yeah, uh, Carl Bromley, our star, he'll be with us in 15 minutes, and we're just tap dancing till then, aren't we? Uh, I, I can respond to John G. if oh, you'd like. Great. John G. So John G. Oh, yep. Yeah, I can get John G. back. Call well, back he's John. Got, he's posted. He's posted yeah. a, a, from the Gateway Pundit. There was an article that was questioning why they were releasing a new test in the United States and getting rid of the PCR. And we've known for a while that they were trying to differentiate between or, or test for influenza, I believe A, as well as whatever COVID barrier they're looking for. So they were coming out with these sort of rapid tests to do that and getting rid of the PCR. But the way they phrased... Uh, why they were bringing that forward said that so they could differentiate between influenza and COVID or COVID variants. And that language has been really rammed through as, hey, look, they were looking at uh, influenza as COVID. And the answer is it's it's unclear because of the way their language is. Is that what they were really intending or meaning by that? Because what it could said is, well, we have been testing for influenza at the same time. And so if you looked at, I think it was out of Italy, they've got um, Flurona now, have, if you've seen that one. So that's uh, <laughs> the flu with Corona. You, somebody had the both of them at the same time, or so they're saying. So that's that article isn't clear that the PCR test was picking up flu as the coronavirus. So it's uh, for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's not settled yet. There's another note here in the comments that uh, Missouri has, what does it say, declared um, COVID, the COVID pandemic over in Missouri. I think it was Missouri. That's right. Yeah, state of Missouri state of declares Missouri the pandemic over today. Brilliant. Yeah. How, do they, well, how are they so confident? Mm. Well, that's only about a year late, so good on them. <laughs> yeah. And what's the story with the PCR tests, Shane? I'm hearing uh, so rumors Plymouth's that they're going to can it. So Plymouth's chain reaction, that's Mullins, uh, helped come up with, with PCR. And usually mm. um, it, it, in the patent, it did say something about uh, trying to diagnose. So it was somewhere in the patent, but usually used in 
for labs and to sequence genomes of different things and that sort of uh, it's sort of background sciencey stuff and not medical. However, um, Mullins did say you know that it's not it shouldn't be used to diagnose. And he was against that at least because you can turn the PCR test up and cycle it, and you can just you know get false positives. And Anthony Fauci actually said that as well. I think he said. Don't quote me, but I think it was above 23 cycles. He said you just get all these false positives. So he, this is this information's out there. So they're tossing it because they're saying, well, we we want a test. This is in America. We want a test that picks up influenza and COVID. So that's and this is what they were saying for months. That's and months what they've and been months. doing. That's what they've been doing, well, isn't it? They're picking up a uh, cold for the last well, two years. It, well, we know that we know that in, the influ, influenza just disappeared all of a sudden. You know, it just vanished. Exactly. Mm. You must be so disgusted in them. Uh, you know, as a pharmacist, I, I, you I, must be just so. I just can't upset. believe it. I saw the uh, if that video that went viral at CVS pharmacist in the states, where some very brave, amazing soul walked up and just said, "Hey, can you tell me what the you know the adverse effects? Give me the package insert because by law, all medicines in the U.S. have to have that package insert." That pharmacist opens it up and it's blank, and you can see panic and run back to his computer like he's going to look it up. And, you know, he admits I shouldn't be giving this. And it's like, well, why, why does it take somebody to call him out? He should know that. Every pharmacist, every doctor, every nurse should be doing their due diligence. And I say shame on them all because I, I, I have three goals, that, that the population of the world lose faith in their governments, lose faith in the media, and lose faith in, at some point, their healthcare systems because they've done this to us. That they're part and parcel, so I, I I just don't associate myself with them. I mean, I can still do the clinical work I do, and that's fine if I did that. But uh, as far as being part of that system, I just can't do it anymore. I just it's Shane, not in me. Good on you. Yeah, Shane, are you saying that there is an insert and it's blank? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. There were uh, a oh, pharmacist oh, came, came out early on and said she's a hospital pharmacist. She opened up her phone. And recorded it and said, look at this. And she opened it up. It usually has just reams of data. I yeah. mean, reams. And it was it had nothing in it. Nothing. And she said, this is ridiculous. So every pharmacist who is on, you know, on post should also, they do know that. They do. They, they've, they've gone to look at that. They've seen that. And wow. so, yeah, there's, wow. there's nothing in it. And that's, it's a law that they all have to have it. So you know, they had to put a a giant piece of blank paper folded up like a map inside of it. Wow. Because I've got a big problem with those sort of pills and potions having such small writing on them that there's no reasonable person could read them. But I guess I can read that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's made for people who just maybe don't want to know. Yeah. Wow. Made for New Zealanders. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's a trick that everybody could play. You know, you just so this is in this is in the this is in the vaccine. Uh, are we talking about the vaccine? Yeah, the the vaccine. Every vaccine comes with a package yeah. insert. Yeah, just ask to see just ask to see the the list of adverse reactions. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but a strange a strange and shameful place we found ourselves in. Uh, 2021, 2022. Uh, I think 2022 is going to be a much, a much different year than people expect. 
I think. You oh, think it'll be better, Shane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is our year, to be sure. I mean, hmm. the, there's no getting around it. Oh, the world is waking. That's hmm. the opposite of what I said. I hope you're right. Jaspreet yeah, and Olfa not getting much of a look in. Uh, Jaspreet, Olfa, oh, and Pem, you've got any, uh, anything, and Tim, if you're still there, any, anything uh, to chime in with from what you've been hearing? I hope at the so. moment, John, at the moment, my focus is on protecting our kids from the jab. Yeah. They've started already in my community. So um, Yeah, they have. They have, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. We talked last night. And, yeah, so uh, I've, got a, I've got a meeting tomorrow. We're going to get a, a communication strategy and we're going to ensure that we get every single family, every single household to meeting that our Dr. Bernard is going to uh, give them the, uh, the facts, give them the real. Yeah. Get out of the propaganda. Get out of that narrative. So I've been busy organising some yeah. people to. You have a wonderful way of bringing your community together. I live in a similar. I live in a. In, well, you're in Murupara. I'm in Matambara, <laughs> which is which is Murupara is obviously Maori for Matambara, I think, but a similar similar sized town, and uh, I can't imagine bringing everybody, <laughs> all the diverse people around here. Um, together, except for perhaps a wine festival, but you you have been able to knit to your community together. It's mainly a Maori community, and uh, obviously they respect you and they they love uh, Bernard as well. And well, between well, the two well, of well, you, you, you have hold great sway, don't you? Well, we've got a well. When you've got a track record like the doctor, yeah, right, thirty-year track record, he's got the trust and the love of the people. We also include Galatea across the river. Which is the farming community. The farming community is part of our community. Yeah. We're over regulated, so they're not happy with this government either. So um, we've got five small communities, and we'll get everybody together. Yeah. Olfa, you're from a Tongan, from a Tongan culture. Do you have a similar uh, sort of community? I don't know about here, but, you know, back home. Um, is it easy to bring people together in a common cause like this? I've lost Ofa, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll, I've try lost and get, I'll try and get it back. But we've got, oh. um, I think we've still got, uh, no, we've lost Ofa and Lynn. And it was just because I needed to make room for Pastor Bromley. Oh, but, I and, see. I, and I've set the call back after we've got Pastor Bromley on. Oh, I see. Oh, just yeah. breathe. Sorry about that. I'll, try and, I'll try and bring Ofa back on just a minute, see if it'll work. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. How's things down at Voices for Freedom land in uh, Southland, uh, Jaspreet? Any new developments? <clears throat> it's going to get interesting. Uh, I was just uh, listening to Pem speak about the farming community up there. Uh, it is, as I said earlier, it's amazing. These people don't trust the government with their livelihoods, but with their lives, it's just fine. We have uh, forthcoming uh, stand-ups outside uh, the Fontera factory at Edendale. They are mandating yeah. Yeah, the submission period of the so-called farce of a consultation ends uh, next week. So they've timed it very conveniently for the holidays and given people a Christmas present of uncertainty about whether they would have a job. So far, it's the tanker drivers and process workers. Silver Ferns is also doing the same thing. 
So yeah, we're going to be out and about for a while. And tanker drivers, jabbed tanker drivers will be a thing to behold if you're coming the wrong way and they have an adverse reaction. Um, yep, those, those machines are, require some skills to drive a tanker and a trailer fully loaded, 30,000 yeah, liters of milk. We're on the flight path coming into Whangarei. Do you have tankers, milk tankers no, in the air? No, the they're... airline pilots are all jabbed, don't they? Oh, I see. Mm. I mean, these are the. Th this is what we've got to look forward to in, in the pessimists' version of 2022. Um, I hope Shane's version prevails. But in the I've pessimists, I've been watching uh, Shane's uh, Telegram, the Revolution Media NZ, and the memes he's put up uh, with uh, Pastor Bromley today. Good ones. Who's done that, Shane? Yeah. Yeah, he's a stirrer. <laughs> have to have a look. <laughs> what are they in? Oh. Yeah. I just, on Telegram. Um, Sorry, can I just pop in about the pilots? Liz, yeah. There was, a, there was an order. Um, what's the name of the uh, company? But anyway, some fl uh, 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 flights uh, flights from Los Angeles to Auckland. Uh, they got an exemption from all of um, all of um, uh, the need to have. Um, Vaccination, the crew, okay. So they're they're providing some crews ah. that um that don't have vaccination. So they're being very cagey and very careful. Well, so the media's not letting on, are they? That what's happening? Who, yeah, who's the pals? Yeah. Okay, they've got a few they lepers, a few lepers in there, have they? Yeah. Well, no, they've got. They haven't got any. Yeah, I guess they have. They're all, but are the elites themselves. We know they're not getting jabbed, and they're saving certain categories of people for what they want in the future. Oh, they need a few. It's a bit like in the um, the Nazi era. They needed a few Jews to do a few certain tasks, so they let them not die until later. Uh, that's correct. That's right. It's er eerily. Familiar. There was a, an Austrian woman on today. I don't know if you had time to, to harvest that one, Grant, that I sent you. It goes on a bit, but an Austrian lady talking about uh, how they how they took over and how incremental it was and how eerily similar it was to today. I um, missed that, but I'll get on to that, John. Thanks. Oh. Seeing that uh, we are talking of the police with uh, Pastor Bromley, there is this ex COVID-19 Public Health uh, Response Amendment Order 2021. There's this amendment that's been passed on, it says, the 22nd day of December 2021 by the Honorable Michael Wood. And power of minister to exempt specified work. And clause 4, section 2, subsection A says, the exemption is uh, for to prevent significant disruption to essential work of the New Zealand police and being wow. the essential wow. operations of the defense force. So these two exemptions have been snuck in on the 22nd of December for cops and the defense force. Hello. When are we oh, going to wake up? But, so I, but I thought they were 90% vaccinated. Why would they need that? <laughs> exactly. uh, I think not. every four months, you know, reset it to zero because uh, – <laughs> Who was, was Bloomfield saying that 82% of New Zealand is eligible for their boosters in uh, February? Yeah. So the clock would be reset. It's interesting. Interesting. I just had a thought that uh, I wonder how many of the parliamentary drivers 
are vaccinated. I wonder if they have a special exemption, the limousine, you know, the uh, state limousine drivers. That'd be interesting. So that the um, I so do hear it can be uh, passed through zoonotic, zoonotic uh, sort of reservoirs. So possibly Jacinda's does. Mm. Carl Bromley uh, should be back. joining us. Yeah, Ofa's yeah. here now. Go ahead, Ofa. 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 Sorry. Ofa. Oh, Hi, Ofa. Hello. Hi there. You got you got dumped. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I blame Grant. But, <laughs> no uh, problem with that. No problem. I think he, the, the people who had uh, said the least got 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 dumped off. But I was just asking. I was just asking you. You know, listening to Pim about his um, wonderful community up there. Um, if you have a similar experience uh, in, I know you're not in Tonga, but you go to Tonga when you can, don't you? And, and how, how it is, how similar um, these health programs are there when they get on a roll with somebody like Pim, you know, with a, a charismatic local person, can they keep the, keep the village safe? Well, unfortunately, at the moment up in Tonga, I don't think uh, anyone's leading the charge over there. Mm. Uh, they've mm. been threatened to be put into prison um, if they don't have the jab. That was the last that I knew of, but I've tried to just send out the SOS to my family as much as I can, but they are being pressured. They have AstraZeneca. That mm. is the um, the potion of choice in Tonga right now. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're steeped in propaganda over there with the UN and the WHO in full effect. Do they, are they, do they have, what, what's the toll like? I've heard about the toll in Fiji not being good the last time I heard. How, 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 is, how safe is, is Tonga these days? We had no cases in Tonga for oh, close to two years. We've only had one case that came into Tonga, I think, was last month or even just a yeah, case. Not, not long ago. We were, we were, yes, we were COVID free, but now wow. they've ramped up the ramped up the program because of the one case and obviously the fair propaganda from New Zealand. It just funnels into Tongan left, right, and centre because it, we're just one degree away from our families up there, you know. So, um, so probably yeah, so no. It's pretty so, dire. Probably no. No deaths in uh, if only one case. No, no deaths, I guess. No, no, no death, no death. But there was a death of a uh, of a young man who had the astri- uh, the the jab and ah. died two days later. He was a young fit ah. Tongan man, a uh, young ah. fit Tongan boy. Ah. Yep, athletic, uh, not so no once reason again, to die. So mm. Yeah, and then just, all hushed, hushed. So just like yeah, here, it's the j- same jab effect. deaths are high. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's yeah. It's just. Any sign of Carl in the house, Grant? Yes, I've got Carl now, so I'm ju- I'm going to have to um, cut someone off. Who's it going to be? Drop me out, drop me out. Me Are you sure? You can drop me out. Uh, yeah, and then just come <laughs> yeah, back. Absolutely. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, um, Carl, if you could just do that again, we'll pop you in. I saw your name come up, Carl Bromley, but I can't see you now. Can you just uh, call in again, Carl, just like you did before? I was a bit slow to get to the... To get to the button. Excuse me, Grant. Here John. He is. You go ahead and here's Carl is when that, you're finished. Is that Pim? Carl? The great Carl Bromley. No, Carl, we've been, talking, we've been talking behind your back for an hour. Um, we've got Carl now in the Hansel. house. 
And uh, we've got we've got with us uh, Carl. We've got uh, your good friend Tim Bunting. I, I hope he's still there. Great, Tim. Yeah, he's still there. T oh, perhaps he's gone. But Tim has given John. you a, a glowing endorsement. Excuse uh, me, John Grant. You go ahead, Pim. I've got to. I've got to leave. We've got somebody coming. Oh. Right, oh, Pim's got to go. Thank you, sorry. brother. Thank Good you, Pim. Good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Kia ora, Carl. Carl, See you sorry, can't stay. Yeah, kia ora. That's Pim Bird, the uh, from the vaccine hesitancy capital of the universe, Murupara. Yes, I'm still here. Oh, Tim's here, and Shane Chafin here, here who, who 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 tackled the uh, prime minister uh, in Kawakawa. And we've got Liz Lambert, the lawyer. We've got Jaspreet Bolparai. And uh, I think that's, I think I've got everybody. Ulfa, our friend Ulfa. Uh, and uh, anyway, Carl, um, welcome. And you've had quite a day. Quite a day. Yes, it's been a big day today. Um, feeling pretty shattered at the moment. But uh, look, it's been amazing. We have had back-to-back uh, -back visitors in the house since uh, mid-morning and until about half an hour ago. It's just been Incredible to see how these uh, awesome people and this these patriots and the freedom movement get behind each other and support each other. It's been amazing. Yeah. Well, you've done two wonderful well, videos, two today. Wonderful videos today. Uh, well, not so wonderful. Well, They're terrible. So wonderful. They're terrible. Uh, hang on. <laughs> What's going on? We've got a bit of feedback here. Um, so we're all with you, Carl. And uh, as I said, you know, the, the, the New Zealand police have shown their true colours and they're red with uh, yellow hammers and sickles. And uh, unfortunately, you have been uh, sort of singled out for special treatment as a sort of happy new year to New Zealand. Uh, we wonder whether it's designed to make us angry because we we love what you do and, and we're all getting behind you and perhaps that's what they want. Uh, they want yeah, us to be mad. They want us to be angry. And, and, yeah. But uh, and you're you're asking you don't want to stay in your house. Your wife doesn't want to stay in your house. You you would love to you know move out to the countryside. This is what it's done. This is what it's done to you. This is an attack on you. I, I talk about the attack on Carl Bromley, and if that sounds too emotional because it wasn't physical, uh, nonetheless yeah. it was an attack on you, wasn't it? Well, absolutely. They, they you know they seem to target um, you know many of the people in this uh, chat tonight and anyone who's uh, raising a voice and daring to stand and, and criticise this government and their uh, Gestapo foot soldiers uh, become a target, don't they? It's yeah, yeah. It's just unbelievable what's happening in our country. They couldn't have picked a gentler, more lovable man, but uh, they made you pretty angry, didn't they? I guess that was the plan. Well, I guess so. Um, and angry, um, within reason. I mean, uh, you know, I've gone from being daunted, uh, John, with where this country's going to more excited, really, about what's happening now because, uh, you know, uh, people coming together, people pushing back, and all they have on their side is hatred and vitriol and judgment and fear. What I'm seeing is the, the creme of the creme of Kiwis coming together with love, support, truth, and joy. And uh, so, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that feels sorry for them, to be honest. Uh, they're, really, they're really in such a toxic place in their life. Uh, I don't know what's going on in their mind, in their hearts, and under their skin. But I'm real proud to be uh, where I am amongst such giants in our country, uh, such as the people in this chat, and, uh, you know, just seeing the true Kiwi spirit come through. And uh, 
2022 is going to be an amazing year for watching Kiwi spirit come through. Great that you can see it that way. Just Spreet uh, Bolparai from Southland, she she was um, hassled by by the cops as well, um, and was none too thrilled about it, and none too you know feeling quite uh, isolated and fearful. She fronted up to them at a rally and called their bluff, and uh, we're all proud of how she, how she did that, and and that uh, that lessened the tension, didn't it, uh, Just Spreet? It did. And hi, Carl. I don't know if you remember me, but uh, we met at a remote walk ahead of Takaka earlier this year, last year. It was, it was fantastic. Yes, we met, uh, Jasper and I met her fam, lovely family. My wife met in the most craziest of places. Uh, <laughs> the craziest, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I thought Just you said Antarctica. Did you say Antarctica? No. No, no, no. Takaka <laughs> ahead of Nelson. Oh, that, uh, I see that Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> right, and if we get past the accent now. But yeah, that was that was good. Of the he um uh pastor was talking to my husband and I was still uh, struggling up the walk with my with my daughter and just as we are crossing I said, I need to ask him, I know his face. I'm like, Are you Carl? He says, Yep and I'm like, We've been Facebook friends for a while. Hello. Yeah. Well Carl, amazing, Carl came bounding up to me at Parliament too. Didn't you, Carl? You came bounding up to me at Parliament one day. Yeah, and well, you're a great guy, yes. Carl, and we, we've, we're sorry this is happening to you. Um, and do you it's... plan to go to the police or or, or or front up, shirt front, that's what they say in Australia, isn't it? Shirt front the police or do anything uh, anything like that or what, how are you going to run well, it? If, well, this is the thing. is It's quite incredible to me. Obviously, you know, I've worked in mental health um, in crisis roles as a, as a psych nurse and in therapy, and I know that there's two reasons why they execute these alleged powers, and that's if you're a danger to someone else or a danger to yourself. And uh, the, the incredulous thing is, you know, since they um, burgled their house, violated their home last night, there hasn't been a phone call or a visit from the police here. I think they'd quite like me to come down to the station, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just enjoy my weekend, and we have, we've got church worship tonight. I'm going to enjoy that. And Monday, I'll be calling them and saying, they need to send someone around home to have a serious conversation about this and uh, I'll be filming that and um, seeing where to go from there. But they've got damages. They've damaged our property. They've damaged uh, the... Um, exactly. We, we, have a rental, we have a rental here. They've damaged my office, destroyed my desk, basically the drawers of my desk, damaged the window. Um, who's paying for that? They're going to be paying Liz for Lambert. that. And, uh, Liz Lambert's paying so, for it. No, Liz Lambert, can you, can, can you chime in here? What, what rights does Carl have when his property is not only... Turned over, but actually damaged. Hey, Liz, well, nothing wrong. I, I just, um, I just put in the chat there, Carl. I was just wondering. Yeah. Oh, hi, by the way. Um, we have, yeah, good we day, have Liz. spoken in the past. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, I was just wondering, how did you know it was the police? I mean, did they leave a calling card, or what, what happened? Well, they, they did leave it. Well, a couple of couple of factors is about six to eight police units turned up here. The neighbours witness with guns and mm. and police dogs. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually passed. I actually passed them. My wife and I passed. We go to our friends of the evening. Um, they were sitting on one of the main roads. I thought all these police cars about five of them at that point, tail to tail, no lights going, nothing. I thought oh, I just joked to her and said, "Oh, look, gun, they're coming for me." And, they uh, were. They've they just been. <laughs> And you were out. They, 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 they left two calling cards. One was a vandalised home, violated a yes. vandalised home was the first calling card. And then 
And then after I checked my messages, I got a message about 20 to 12, and uh, there was a message on them from them informing me that they had uh, a um, an event uh, questioning my uh, eligibility as a firearms owner, and that left something oh. in the letterbox. So, uh, so um, that's when we found out how the, that the police actually did it. <laughs> So, <laughs> an event. Was that was was that the burglary of your house? Was an event? Was it? It was an event. Yes, yes. So I phoned one 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 back immediately and said, "Look, I found out who did this." And they said, "Oh, did you?" I said, "Yes, yes." Hang on a minute. Oh, I said, "Yes." I said, "How did you know this?" I said, "Well, they put a letter in my letterbox. It was you, you flipping vile police <laughs> people." And um, but anyway, it was. I'll tell you what. It's just you know. You laugh or cry, don't you? I mean, it's just I've, yeah. I've got to the point yeah. now that sadly this is not unexpected behaviour from our police. And I used to be the most law-abiding defender of the police, you know, true blue. Uh, now I have lost utter faith in the police altogether in this country. But but you must have increased your faith in the Lord because obviously you're the you're the number one um, you're the number one uh, pastor in the country. You're the you're the one that they've, uh, they've raided because all of the other ones are sitting cowering or, or you mm. know, dividing up their, dividing up right. their congregations <laughs> and acting well, like proper proper. There's bosses. a few good ones out there, Liz. There's some good ones out there, but it's, it's oh, very good. sad to see, um, you know, the a majority of them just, you know, buying into this medical apartheid, mm. this bigotry. You know, we, we protested against apartheid in the, 80s, in the 80s, didn't we? Now we've legalised discrimination and, in fact, mm. you know, like – Restaurants down here in Christchurch, like the Lotus Heart, you probably know about them. That you know, if if you don't enforce apartheid and bigotry now, it's a crime not to enforce discrimination. Isn't it an amazing thought that it's a crime not to be discriminate? You know, not to dis um, to discriminate. Well, I, I I disagree. It's a crime actually because because it hasn't been challenged yet. Um, we're mm. on the way to doing that. I mean, they're yep. making out that, that they think it's a crime, but we yeah, haven't true, had any true. cases go through the courts to actually prove, um, for them to prove that it is. You know, for mm, example, yeah. I got arrested in um, September. I'm still waiting, 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 trying to get into the court to make the arguments that, in actual fact, um, they are the ones who have committed the crime, not me. So... Right. Um, yeah, we haven't, you know, um, it doesn't It doesn't actually start to get on the books, if you like, because there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of um, statutes made. You know, sometimes it, sometimes a, a law is made and, and it never, and it never gets an act, it never gets, nobody ever breaks it or it's just so, it becomes so commonplace uh, that people do it. It's like the ten the ten kilometer uh, thing, you know, um, the fifty the fifty kilometer speed limit, right? right. Um, it's well known that it's sixty in actual fact, and so people don't get pulled up on it. It's like it's only it's only when people get prosecuted and put in jail that you can definitely say, well, that's that's been criminalised. That sort of um, behaviour has been criminalised. Mm. They haven't. We haven't had a chance to test them on it yet. So you know, mm. I wouldn't say that um, um, that that we have been criminalised. And for a start, I mean, um, you know, if you, you might, if you were my pastor and you were saying, let's. This is very hypothetical, Carl. But 
if you were my pastor and and you were saying, okay, now everybody, you know, we're going to have vaccine passports, right? Well, I might send you, I might actually send you a letter as as the PCBU of your um of your church and say, um, in actual fact, did you know that you're liable for um you're liable for injuries now because, of course, um, ACC is not going to take care of them. Mm. Okay, so mm. I might, I might do mm. something like that, mightn't I? And yes. then we might see a few people who thought that they were all, um, they were all towing the line and being also law-abiding, finding out that they're actually not. It's the ones we think, you know, who think they're law-abiding are actually breaking the law in most cases. Um, Talking of that, the, the, um, they're breaking the law under the Human Rights Act for a start. Can I ask, how did Carl, in fact, break the law? I mean, what, as I understand today, Carl, you had because some person didn't like you. Perhaps they didn't like the colour of your eyes or the manner of your mm. complaints or something. They snitched on you. I had that here too. That's mm. why they came to see me after the Christchurch massacre. They naturally thought I was because uh, I had one or two things to say about the Treaty of Waitangi. That naturally I was going to murder um, hundreds of Muslims at some point. John, I wouldn't say they snitched. I'd say that they um, they've committed an offence. By, yeah. by reporting a false a false accusation. False. That's right. And, and they need to go, was, to go to court anyway, first. Yeah, but they? they turned up and they mm. ransacked Carl's house yeah. looking for his gun. Now, did, had, that gun was lawfully purchased and lawfully owned, was it not, Carl? It was found in your, in your gun safe where, as I understand it, you had properly stowed it and they, and they stole it. What's their what's their what's their line on that, causing all that damage? What, how do they justify the it? They they've done this under the um, Search and Surveillance Act 2012. And my understanding of that is that that act is to be used for suppression of terrorism, espionage, or drug activity. Uh, so this is the um, this is what they've done it under, and there's been no crime. They've not charged me of anything. I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't committed any crime. And so they've misused and abused this piece of legislation. Uh, and they for took the gun. They took the gun, didn't they? They took the gun and took some ammunition. Yeah, and, and, the and ammunition. a couple of other, other anomalies. And the, the craziest, silly thing about it, we're talking about you know insanity, kind of insanity here. Right next to the gun, outside the case, was a, a reasonably high-powered slug gun for you know, probably shoot a rabbit or some of that. Left that there. And then in, then in my, the drawer where they obviously found the key for the gun safe in my bedroom upstairs was a um, revolver pistol slug gun. They left that there. But they took away the slug pellets, you know, little little inoculous slug pellets. So absolutely no sort of logic at all. What have they said that they were, are going to do with you or to you? Or And, and Liz, does, does Carl have any uh, cause for demanding restitution? Of his property well, and, and fixing of the damage. He needs his property back. Yeah. He should he should apply to get his property back. Yes. Um, he's he's also got a police harassment case, of course. There's oh, Bajent. There's a case called Bajent. Um, mm. Back in the day, there was um, they used a sort of act. They were looking for drug dealers actually, um, and they they got the. Uh, they went into the wrong house, and uh, it happened to be that um, 
um, Mrs. Bajant's son was a lawyer, and anyway, so that's that's how it came to, to came to. Thing. But that was a Bill of Rights case, um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely got a got a case under the Bill of Rights Act. Um, Did Mrs. You know, Bajant get to, restitution or something? Search unreasonably and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Can you get paid an amount in compensation for? I mean, including uh, including yeah, that Bajan, including Bajan the by, trauma. By the time it went through the court, so she died. It was took a few years, and um, it took quite a lot of, um, I guess, money. Although I think maybe you know because the son was, uh, they, they were quite well healed. These people, Bajant, um, and so I guess that was why it um, it was successful to a certain extent. But I mean, it's a it's it's the Bill of Rights case that. You know, it's most commonly used in these sorts of situations. Um, Bajant and police, I think it is. But yeah, this is what I'm saying. Get get hold of some of these textbooks. They're good fun. Yeah, mm, no, you I'm sure. Carl's definitely got a got a thing. I mean, the, the thing is too that you can get. One of the good things, Carl, is about. I mean, sorry, I don't mean to sound um, like one of you know. No, I agree. Like it's that, got to be good, one of the good, good things that comes is out of this. If you did want to pursue them, you can get discovery, which is might, you might be able to find out some, you know, who's who's really behind all of this. And it sounds like it's uh, what's his name, Costa, is it? Wokester, yeah, Costa, 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 yeah, Costa the Wokester. Yeah, and he's supposed nasty. to be a Christian, a professed Christian, Costa. Is he? Shame on oh, her. Okay, I, his his fame went before him. From being in the gay rights parade a few a few years back. Oh really? You must have the gay Bible cow. He might he might do rainbow, <laughs> rainbow colour. <laughs> One has got Adam Adam and has got Adam and Eve has got Adam and Steve. Yeah. <laughs> the one. Yeah. Well, it's, it's incredulous, really, know. and um, I mean I mean there's there's no crime committed, and what they said to me is that someone from the firearms office is going to be in touch with me to talk about my eligibility as a firearms, a licensed firearms person. Uh, well, that, that's, so, I think, Carl, uh, that's a good reason, that's a good um, clue to you to get to them before they get to you. You know, you yeah, don't want to be yeah. on the back foot with this. Um, no, you no. know, I think you better, you better, you know, um, not turn the other cheek here. Get on to them and say, um, you know, I really need my... Um, and I'm going to be looking, you know, I've, I've spoken to a lawyer and we're going to be looking at a Bajant um, case. Are you free for a bit of pro bono, Liz? Free, free? I'm always pro bono. <laughs> I know you are. You're amazing. Have you got time for Carl? Great. Got Carl on your list? Of course. Good. Yes. Good so, Carl, you're, you're, you're an unworthy gun owner because you're not a communist. I gather that's it. Well, it must be some kind of link there, isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I, can, I can never get past the amazing mapping of what totalitarian is by the Encyclopedia Britannica. I looked it up a while back, and if you look at their article on totalitarianism as a state, we map over that hand in glove. And, you know, one of the things in that characteristics of a totalitarian state is that, you know, anyone who is against the government, criticises the government, is basically the target of the... Uh, government police state and it's yeah. just fascinating and uh you know if there's obviously i'm not a threat to myself i'm not going to top myself or anyone else so if there was a threat the only threat is to disparaging or criticizing this government's uh, lack of integrity 
as a government. So I guess that must be the, the situation. If you're a, crit- a critic of the government, you become a target. Hey, it's Carl, a very... can I ask, ask a question to Carl? Yeah. Just, uh, hey, 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 I'm doing all right. It's been, been a little while, but uh, at first I was in the news and now you are. So here we are. Hey, you, you, you're turn next thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd go after Shane, wouldn't you? You think he's a stroppier character. You think you think he'd be more likely to, you know, cause the next terrorist incident because he's an American after all. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah that, welcome, to, welcome to the xenophobia that is uh, part of what the government in New Zealand does. Shane's, but, much um, more, but, Shane's much more sharper than me and, um, and quick, quick on his feet than I am. <laughs> well, Shane's an American. And he, he's a firearms owner, and he, he's he got an itchy finger, and he don't hunt deer. That, that's not true. None of that is true. I don't own any firearms. I know that's not true. I know that's not true. I love, I love that guy who does that, though. Go ahead. Uh, my question is, is Carl, uh, from a, a Christian perspective, do you think there was any targeting because of that? You're a very outspoken preacher, and you're, not, you're, you're unafraid to push forward Scripture. Do you think you were targeted because of that? I think there's an element to that. I think that uh, probably just because of my um, role and uh, position that uh, it might it may be harder to write me off as uh, some um, gun totaling person is going to you know go on a killing spree or something like that. Um, you know, I mean, I'm always, I mean, I believe in a God, I believe in the Bible, and I believe in a, a Savior that says love your enemies, uh, and I believe in winning people over, not running them over. So perhaps they don't like that kind of uh, um, uh, raw honesty from a pastor in that position. I, I suppose as a, a country that's been traditionally Christian in its uh, its roots, maybe they have concern about that kind of influence. I don't know. I see myself as a, pretty much a little fish, a small fry. Uh, but obviously my um, my blabbering mouth and um, big mouth must be annoying them in some, in some degree. Uh, but I do think that's probably part of it, Shane, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, what I've noticed is that a lot of the other pastors during this uh, takeover have just rolled over, and there are very, very few who have pushed back during uh, Jacinda's totalitarianism. And you're one of them, and you're one who pushes back forcefully, and the other ones sort of just resist. So I I figured at some point they would come for you. I just didn't know what form it would and, yeah, and Pim true. Bird would echo that. Pim Bird would echo that too. He was saying last night that he's been excluded. He's been um, he's not allowed to go to church anymore in his Anglican church that he was about to become a minister of. And and um, yeah, and, and Doctor Bernard Conlon, the great doctor in Murupara, um, is uh, out of sorts with the Pope because. Um, because the bishop, the Catholic bishop, told him to be double vaxxed because the Pope said, and and Bernard um, told him to politely get stuffed, you know. And uh, so the, the churches have, I know of a church in Whanganui that is divided down the middle, not just with an aisle, but I think it's uh, I think it's vaxxed on one side and unvaxxed on the other, and there's sort of quite a lot of argument between the two sides. You think that the churches uh, exist to, to push the moral position to defend us in times like this, uh, mm. but they're not uh, as one. And you can tell... It seems to me there's an ethical divide between the honest and the dishonest at this time, and it's important to be divisive in the sense that uh, the honest have to prevail over the dishonest, um, or, we're, or we're dead. But you'd think that the churches would be united when there are children dying 
and no children dying of the virus, but children dying of the vaccine as has happened and as will continue to happen. You think it'd be a pretty cut and dried case for the churches, wouldn't you? Pretty sad, pretty sad. But you know, many churches today aren't. You know, the old days you you would um, tend to see churches that pretty much base their practice and way of life on what the what the Bible is, their life manual is is a, a values system. Uh, but that's no longer the case. So uh, God uh, often sadly has very little to do with churches these days at all. If Jesus Christ rocked up in the flesh Himself and knocked on the door of a church service today, they wouldn't let him in because he obviously wouldn't have a vaccine passport. Um, so that's the irony of it. The one who touched lepers and healed lepers, um, they would yeah. not let into their yeah. worship service in the, in the flesh because he wouldn't have a COVID passport because he wouldn't have a COVID vaccination. And so the very God they claim to worship, they wouldn't even let into their worship service. It's ironic. It's amazing. That's right. He's not going to corrupt insane. himself with their toxins. One of our listeners says, Carl, how can we support you? To the police, how can we show support for Carl to the police? Well, that's a good question. Um, open to ideas about that. I mean, uh, any complaints or uh, emails or phone calls made to um, express disgust would be, um, I'm sure, um, impacting. Um, otherwise, I'm not too sure about uh, open to answers to that. But I think a phone call or an email to uh, the police station, Andrew Costa, I've, I've sent Andrew Costa uh, registered um, letters about eight weeks ago. I sent him. Attorney General and uh, Governor General, uh, genuine registered letters and uh, no reply. They don't listen. But uh, any any form of communication, I guess, is perhaps useful. Um, sharing the video, sharing the videos around. I think getting external exposure to the videos uh, overseas is important to put pressure on our government and embarrass and, and shame these uh, institutions from the outside of our country is very really important. Um, but apart from that, I'm not too sure. Not too Pre- sure. Pretty sure Costa apply, uh, responded to your letter. So I think it was last night. <laughs> oh, he's so subtle, <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking that. He responded all right. Yeah. yeah. He said, we'll teach that Carl Bromley. Anymore. We'll teach him a lesson or two. Can't arrest us all, though. Get down to it. <laughs> It, it, it really does rather matter what the guys doing that who are hired to do the violence on behalf of the state. It's rather it rather depends. As I said to the guy that came to see me on both times, I said said to him the second time. I said, "Remember the couple of years ago? I said to you, it's going to depend what you guys do uh, when the mm-hmm. when the real communist takeover comes. Um, whether you guys stand with with the thugs or whether you stand with the people and." Uh, I sent him away again after 45 minutes of it <laughs> with the same thought, uh, but I'm going to have to yep. ring him again and, and let him know that I'm none too happy with his gang. Tell him to what, hang his head in shame. Every well, single I mean, police officer should hang their head in shame today. They should be. Many yeah. They should be, but there's not much we can do if they don't. Yeah. But and I, they're all culpable. I continue to think that the the politicians, you cannot assume they've got consciences, but I think individual police officers do they don't they don't think as one this guy told me that you know there were a lot of the guys down the station would have agreed with me that was two years ago because um, yeah. he, he stayed for two hours while I polite while I told him in detail what I thought of the Treaty of Waitangi which is what he'd asked me about and also told him what I thought of the of the police and um, it was none too flash but uh, he, he rather thought that um, he, my views would gain wide acceptance down the station. It really doesn't matter what those guys think. It matters whether they will take up arms against us uh, mm. if 
if if their job depends on it or whether they won't uh, or whether they might take the suggestion of turning their guns a different in a different direction mm. uh, metaphorically of course but of course. Uh, they may, may wish to um, you know rise against their superiors rather than their their employers which is us uh, but you know they don't tend to overseas they tend to go along sort of lick spittle box ticker like against the people but it, we, we we can in theory prick their consciences on a grand scale and uh, see how that works but if it doesn't work we're somewhat stuffed I think yeah so the problem we've got work. with the police is they swear an oath to Her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth and uh, it says, I'll read it to you, it's been, this has been in New Zealand law since 1908, and we've got a new one, I think 1957, but it's pretty much the same. So I swear that I will, will well and truly serve Her Majesty the Queen, uh, gives the name, and her successors according to law in the office of the police. And I will do right to all manner of people after the laws and usage of New Zealand without fear or favour. Um, that's... 1908. It's pretty much the same. Now, right. well, there's nowhere there does it say that they'll uphold the rights and freedoms of New Zealanders. That true. they will just basically they just swear allegiance to the Queen, and so they'll uphold the law no matter what the law is, even if it's a bad law. Exactly. And that's wrong. We can't have that. Yep. That has to change. We've got the Queen and and we've got the Queen in the house. Hello, you want. Taking my name in vain. What did you want to know? <laughs> Something about the law. Well, the frightening thing is, Your Majesty, mm, is yeah. that when you kick the bucket, Chuckles okay. will take over, and Chuckles is a geneticist. Well, Chuckles is a genocidal maniac. He wants us all gone. He wants seven and a half billion people gone off the off the earth, and so does his father. So that's the problem yeah. we have with you. That's why you must go. I used to be a monarchist, yeah. not anymore. Yes, I used to be a monarchist. As well, um, Philip, where are you? Yeah, I think Charles is causing trouble again. Philip had the jab; he's gone. Charles, yeah. Yes, I have two two troublesome sons. Actually, both of my sons are enormous problem to me. Andrew, stay in the attic. <laughs> stay in the attic. <laughs> 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 but um, Charles is unfortunately a communist. Yeah. And he hasn't and, been caught um, yet. No. I thought he was only a reptile, but he's apparently a communist reptile. Hmm. <laughs> but um, anyway, love to New Zealand, if that's still what it's called. And, um, and uh, regards to um, Lucinda or whatever a ghastly name is, ghastly woman. Looks like a horse. I've got better-looking horses, frankly. But um, They perform better. Anyway, they perform better. They've got a much better record of keeping their promises. And, um, and uh, they take the jab um, and don't uh, die of myocarditis. Anyway, um, poodle pip and... Um, We'll, uh, we'll see you in th at the abdication. <laughs> or, um, where's Cindy Kiro? I've, I've got this. There's so many Cindys over there. One of them was the children. I hired the children's commissioner 
to be the uh, the governess, and um, she seems to take a dim view of the children based on what I'm hearing about this uh, this mass murder that's about to uh, to take place. But then there's uh, there's always the adrenochrome, so uh, you know, not all bad, is it? I'll be getting my oh, I can't go on about that, can I? That would be sacrilege. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I thought I was someone else. Oh well, I'm nearly a thousand years old, you know, so I can't, I can't be held responsible. Um, hey, Grant, Tom, what do you, do you that, see? You know, what's the address? What, do you, Grant, do you have what's the, the way out of this car? Christmas address. My Christmas address is uh, Windsor Castle, uh, PO Box One, uh, Windsor. Uh, same as usual. It's always been the same address, except for the fire, when we had the fire. But um, Buckminster, Buckminster Castle, I think, is the other one that I seem to spend time in. Save me from this ramble, because I, I don't know where the hell I'm going. I don't know why this started. Past my bedtime. Right. Can you Carl, dig us tell us, what's, how do we get out of this mess? What do New Zealanders do? To get our country back? Well, that's a big question, and um, I've got a couple of views about that, and one's not a very popular view, and not very not very broadly embraced, um, mm -hmm. and the second option is, is probably more of a way through than a way out of it, and uh, so the first, the first thing, I guess, from a, a very strong values base is that um, I believe that one of the biggest issues that have contributed to where we are right now is a, is a, is a pandemic of um, integrity and character issues. And until New Zealanders are willing to look in the mirror and deal with their own issues of character and integrity, how can we expect a government to do it? And so uh, my we, um, I guess, um, failed venture, which I called Fonza, um, was based on four values. Basically, the underlying one was integrity, honesty, authenticity, genuineness. And uh, unfortunately... Everyone wants to shake the fist at the government and everyone wants them to give them their freedoms and do the right thing and be honest. But like I say, it's a very unpopular position how many people are willing to look in the mirror and be honest and have integrity in their own self and their own relationships, their own business ventures. So that's probably an unpopular position. And so that's one of the reasons I decided to can Fonza because it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a popular notion. So I think we're left with the way through rather than the way out. And uh, for me, that seems like building communities like this one here and supporting each other, uh, accepting, loving each other and, and, and bringing about formal alternative societies as, as people are doing, which is great. Uh, I don't know if we'll turn this around. It's, it's, it's a globalist entrenched thing. And I think the, uh, the white paper on the AI technology, I did a video on that a few days ago, staggering reality that you know, our government entered into this AI um, pilot project as a nation in nineteen in, in two thousand nineteen, and uh, this is clear, just there for everyone to see on the World Economic Forum. No, no difficulty in joining the dots in terms of um, how that's been um, ramped out in terms of AI projects of tracking and tracing and digital apps. So it's so entrenched. I think um, you know I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but often it seems like we're just shooting little plastic BBs on the side of a Sherman tank. Uh, unless there's some kind of revolution, and I, I don't know if we have the numbers for that. Um, so it may be a way through uh, until something happens, and um, I'm not too sure what. I like that revolution idea. It's worked in France. Worked in France. Hmm. Um, we had enough people. 
enough numbers. Yeah. I don't, we're just yeah. so, people are so compliant here. I just, honestly, I mean, I really, mean, how many people were actually going to do anything, you know? And uh, I don't know. I'm a bit sort of um, unhopeful in that aspect, but maybe it's a time thing. Maybe it's going to take time and, and uh, cracking cracking the uh, the chink in the uh, government armour from offshore. But it's so entrenched globally is my biggest concern that, you know, the arrogant, arrogant sod, you know, Grant, What's his face? Grant, oh, what is Edwards. the fact Grant of Parliament? Terrible. <laughs> Grant, Grant, the um, Labour Party, the, the deputy, Grant Robinson. The oh, Grant Robinson. <laughs> Grant Robinson. Grant Robinson. The one who denied oh, was a great reason. Fancy giving him that name. <laughs> Fabulous name. Grant Robinson okay. doesn't care if we lose half the police force. He's smug. He's arrogant. Why? Because he knows he can pick up the phone and dial up a UN police support unit, you know. Yeah. So we're so entrenched globally. If it was just our nation or a couple of nations, it'd be one thing. But this is a this is a global issue. And um, we are the calendar girl nation for it, unfortunately. So maybe it's about a way through at this stage um, that may eventuate into a way out, eh? I don't know. Carl, five-year-olds coming up this month to be vaccinated, five to 11-year-olds. <clears throat> what should the punishment for genocide be? Well, well, I have a very unpopular position on that. I believe in capital punishment. Um, I believe it's biblical. Send them to Wellington, you mean? Amen. Oh. Thank you, Carl. That's what I wanted to hear from a Christian. Mm. Yes. Mm. Well, yep. I don't think... I think, it's, I think deterrent, deterrent, deterrent is important. If those people knew... I mean, I've been going on about executing Ardern for a long time. I did it initially to rack up the lefties so they'd magnify my message. I, I used to put up pictures of the wolf in sheep's clothing being hung from a tree once the shepherd found out, but I've upgraded that to obviously lethal injection. I actually woke up from a, from a dream of Ardern being executed. I haven't told anyone this, I don't think. It was quite a chilling dream. I was thinking in terms of hanging as the logical punishment for genocide, uh, and then this dream served up this very chilling scene of of Ardern. She makes a little speech, she lies down, they pump it in her arm and off she goes. Now, I didn't enjoy it very much, but I don't really like to be talking about that, but um, what I, why I talk about that whenever I can, why I did with the police when they came around as well, uh, and to the MP, is that uh, I want them to be chilled by that talking. I want them to realise that at least one person or quite a number of people now are jabbering away about it being a genocide, uh, not a vaccination program, a, a genocide to a plan, a eugenics plan that started back in 1884, um, Fabian socialist uh, eugenics, national socialist eugenics, and now international socialist eugenics, renamed the population. Nonetheless, it's mass murder, and um, mm. I think it would be it would make them shudder and possibly reconsider. Uh, knowing that a, a number of people are talking about the means of their execution. And mm. I think that's, uh, you know, Dan Souter and I don't agree on that. From he, He's from um, Nuremberg NZ. Ironically, he's got the, uh, the word Nuremberg, which sends a chill, but doesn't believe in the Nuremberg punishment. But I, I'd rather it wasn't implemented, the punishment, but I would, um, I'd certainly think we should be talking about it. So maybe it, it has some salutary effect on the perpetrators, spelt with an I in the middle. Um, mm. Because how else are we going to win? We either take up arms against them, um, and there are quite a number of those on the countryside, 
I have been led to believe, mm. but uh, or we mm. put the fear of God into them literally and make them realize that they will be held accountable in the most capital manner. And the worst thing in the world, capital punishment does not mean spending an eternity in Wellington, which is not as quite as bad as the other form. But if they're not threatened with that, if we're talking about, you know, oh, well, we've got to give, you know, Jacinda the benefit of the doubt that she might actually be human and that the police, there are other, you know, there are so nice policemen as well as nasty policemen. Well, no, I don't think that's the attitude. I think uh, a more robust attitude where they are tarred by their philosophy and they'd better amend it pronto uh, en masse or they are for the high jump. If we don't inform the team of five million what we know uh, so that they are with us instead of many of them being against us when the, when the syringe vans turn up at the schools, see, that's the, that's the opportunity mm. between now and the 17th, I think, We've got to make the team of five million know what we know. At the moment, only a, a proportion of those people know what we know, and a, a lot of them want their children to be stabbed. Well, mm. a worthwhile target would be to make sure that they know the suffering that is going on, not just statistically, but hear the cries in the videos, uh, the shaking of the, of the Casey Hodgkinsons and people like that, the dropping dead of the athletes, if they could see a, quite a dose of that that we've seen, mm. uh, I think that might have an effect of, of getting them on our side. We've got 30% already. We can get another 40%. Only 30% are hypnotized, as Alana Ratner reminded us, um, but 40% are not, as well as, our, as well as our 30%. That's a 70% of the population, many of whom are double-vaxxed, but they'll still be on our side and they'll still... They'll, they'll detest the people that did it to them. So that, to me, is where the hope comes in the new year, is getting that, get that, getting that other 40% uh, uh, bolted onto our, our total. And uh, then we might be able to put some moral pressure on the government before that date of the 17th. Mm. And mm. when you talk um, execution, you're, you're talking a judicial execution. Yes. After a trial, I'm not, as I said to the police, I'm not suggesting that we go out and, uh, you know, fire a crossbow at, uh, at uh, Jacinda Ardern. Mm. I'm suggesting that she be, uh, that the violence takes place after the arrest and the trial. Uh, mm. Presumably she's found guilty. And then logically, as happens after World Wars, she would be executed. Um, but if that's not the case, you know, if we can't find a, a, a non-corrupt judge or jury, um, that won't happen. But uh, we might give her a couple of minutes grace, you know, if she's got till sort of 10 o'clock to get her act together. Uh, show mercy as in the Christian tradition. I'm sure you would be prepared to show mercy if she was to repent uh, between now and, uh, and 10 o'clock or <laughs> something like well, that. There's always, there's always forgiveness in my book, John, but it doesn't mean people escape the consequence. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's but very good to hear you say this, Carl. Just lightly executed yeah. instead. Well, Jesus I mean, look, for, I, forgives I, I, people, I, I, but he, he paid the penalty, didn't he, Carl? He actually came. He didn't let us off. 
he took our punishment. Someone took the penalty. Someone took the yeah. price that had to be paid. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, we talk about these children getting uh, jabbed, and this is going to be horrific. As a registered nurse myself from nursing background, to think of children dropping dead of um, of my of myocardial infarctions, heart attacks, and strokes. It's just, it's just incredible, let alone the people that have been murdered vicariously through suicide. Uh, they've yeah. been swept under the carpet and uh, the destruction of relationships and friendships and families. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, it, it's the amount of blood shed and the amount of blood on Adun's shoulders and her government's shoulders is surely uh, the depth of that is probably immeasurable. We, we just mm. probably don't know the half of it already, let alone the dear children. So, uh, And the Bible says that if you shed man's blood, by man shall your blood be shed. And it correct. also said, God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. And so better That's that right. a millstone tied around their neck, the Lord said, suffer little children to come unto me for, and for, forbid them not, for theirs is, present tense, the kingdom of God or heaven, is it? I'm not sure, Carl, you'll probably know better than me. But he's saying, if you stumble one of these little ones, better that a millstone be tied around your neck and you cast yourself into the depth of the sea. So woe betide her. If, if Ardern and her crew and all the other politicians, both on both sides of the house, including you, David Seymour, that have said nothing, Absolutely. and all Absolutely. the police, um, you, if you're not dealt with by, uh, by a world court and executed for your crimes, you will stand before Jesus Christ and you will spend eternity in a lake that burns with fire. So it's your choice. Payday someday. That, you know, that's one of the things that stops me being a vigilante, to be honest, is that is, that is my reality, that I believe that is the truth, that, that there's a payday coming someday. There's a yeah. higher court, there's yeah. a judgment that the, the Bible says people are going to look to escape, but no one's going to find a place to hide. There'll be a great white throne and people will be held accountable. God will not be mocked. It will come. I'd like to read, read something. I'd like to read something that came to me from a friend yesterday. Uh, and it's very, very chilling. It says, um, and these people are called J, uh, I've, I've blotted out the names apart from the initials, it's J and C. Somebody misrepresented it as Jacinda and Clark. It's not true. But anyway, J and C, now this is her, this, this friend's son is J, and C is his girlfriend. J and C were driving over the Harbour Bridge Christmas Day, and a woman literally walked right in front of their car, to the edge of the bridge and jumped off with C's mum too. She was driving them to the airport because she wasn't allowed to stay at the family Christmas because she is unvaxxed. They tooted and called out, but she didn't waver. They called the police. It didn't make the news. And uh, I fashioned that into a, into a little meme, you know, happy, happy New Year from Jacinda and the Jackboots. I did that in honour of you, Carl, really. Um, the jackboot spelt J-A-C, not J-A-C-K. Thinking of the jackboots that um, ransacked your house as well. But, you know, that, that was a real, real series of texts about a woman walking across in front of their car to the edge of the bridge and jumping off. Uh, it doesn't sort of say anything about the vax, but one can, one can wonder as to what drove her to do that because there have been so many suicides. Um, yes. Alana Ratner is in touch with the emergency services and also another woman today on a post under this said there have been three, 
three suicides of 13-year-olds on the same ambulance shift oh, of one particular day. Wow. Uh, another one was saying that the policemen have been resigning because they're they are tired of cutting down hangings. Four in one day, in one case somewhere. Um, this is what's happening no in our country though, right now. But they're not called suicides. They, yeah. There are no suicides. Suicides have plummeted, yeah. literally, because they've been renamed. Um, just trying to bring into my head what the new fancy Accidental name is. Accidental deaths. Accidental. That's what just renamed them. Yeah. One remarkable Thank you, Jacinda. Yeah, we don't have, longer have suicides. The teen suicide capital of the world is now in the clear because we no longer have suicides at all. We just have quite a lot of um, accidental deaths. Trying to bring into my accidental injuries, actually, is the name. Ac accidental injuries is, is what it's classified as. How is it? Yeah, that's what I accidentally uh, hung myself. Hmm. Used to be sudden death or um, non non remarkable death or something like that, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. Mark Marxists, uh, you know, they're the masters of the seat when it comes to linguistics, and all they do is just change the yeah. meaning and definitions of words, don't they? Yeah, it's all in the words. It is all in the words. I'm a writer, and uh, I do believe this. All it is the winning of this is all in the words. The words are much too complex at the moment. Um, and they need to be simplified. We need to default to the short word, the short sentence, the short paragraph. I'll just cite, cite something that Churchill wrote. I used to make speeches about this sort of thing at conferences, and, and um, Churchill wanted to say that they'd won the war in the channel, in the English channel. And an American, uh, Shane, an American five-star general might have said, you know, something like, we, we conducted... Uh, 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 Significant uh, subaquatic uh, reconnaissance maneuvers, um, blah, blah, blah. Well, Churchill said, um, let's see if I can remember. The British Navy reached beneath the surface of the sea, groped for, found, and strangled the German submarines. And all of those words, apart from submarines, he couldn't really be a crass American. He was partly American, of course, uh, and say sub, so submarines had to stay, but... You know, the British Navy reached beneath the surface of the sea, groped for, found, and strangled the German submarine. If we defaulted to the short words all the time, we would understand an awful lot more, and so would the people who are being damaged understand what the doctors mean when they speak in Greek. They should not speak in Greek um, and talk about, you know, thrombocytopenia and all this, because it sounds so lovely, doesn't it, thrombocytopenia? But when it's translated to blood clots, not so much. I heard Grant and, uh, mention that where is David Seymour? Why is he not saying anything? And in the last yeah. 15 minutes, David Seymour has piped up on a post that he put up earlier today on what he thinks dear leader should be doing. And Seymour has written, under Act's policy, most businesses would still require vaccination because their staff and customer demand it. Why? Because it's the overwhelming majority of us that are thrilled with the technology that's mRNA. We don't think it's a giant conspiracy theory, just an amazing human achievement. What's more, I'm getting a little bit tired of hearing a tiny minority pipe about the latest lunacy they've researched on some crackpot site on Rumble. If you want to go down your rabbit hole, fine. Leave the rest of us alone. Sorry to tell you all this. I'm listening for people in the real world. I hope you all come around. 
Well, we know how you're going to act, how you would have acted in 1933 in Germany, David Seymour. Yeah. You will be, you yeah. would be a brown shirt. That's who you are. He's now you know who you hammered. are, David Seymour. He's getting hammered on his conscience. Hmm. You can see him. You can see him saluting, can't you? Hmm. Um, DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSantis. It's a fifty thousand dollar fine if your employer asks you if you've been vaccinated or not. How about that, Carl? Brilliant. What a guy, eh? Florida. What a a man. Mm. Yeah. That's why we need states, lots of states, lots of nations, lots of states, because occasionally you get a Florida. Mm. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. Go ahead, Shane. Um, Just a word about um, trials. Um, You know, because we have got such, you know, close ties to everybody in New Zealand, I'd suggest that we swap. Um, we swap with Australian, though we bring their their trials here and we take ours to, to Australia. Like that, or, you know, we could swap with Canadians. I mean, we're all going to be doing trials at the same time. But so there's no nepotism. Too small a community here. Hmm. So no favouritism. Hmm. I'd like to be trying Justin uh, Trudeau. I think that would be fun. <laughs> I'm a foreigner, so can I try Jacinda? Uh, yeah, okay. I so. Yeah. You can mix it up. You can mix up the mixture of the toxin for us. I'd like Dan Andrews as well. Make it fun. It's important. Jacinda is important because she is a world trophy, really. If we could bring her down, if she can be defeated, uh, that will say something to the world because a lot of the world really thinks she should be running the world. She'd be the logical... Next, uh, Guterres, you know, the next Secretary General. She's so nice and so lovely and so successful. Um, and so that's why people say, oh, when she goes, you know, Robertson will step in or something. It's not the point. Um, the point is she is such a big deal. Ever since she concocted and enacted and, uh, and was the winner on the day of the Christchurch massacre, she has been a big international star. She's been on Time magazine like Adolf Hitler, and uh, and uh, so I think focusing on on removing her would be is still the thing to do. Um, but if we can make the team of five million revolted by the whole the whole lot of them, then perhaps we've got a chance. I, I, I that she's got to be the head of the I, snake. I think they used to be in love with Jacinda Ardern and some. Ne'er do well in November knocked the shine off of her internationally. I don't think she's seen that way anymore. And the UK was attacking her before that for her lockdowns because they had one person who had COVID, as I recall. So, yeah, she may be that way, but um, let me regress a little bit because I don't want to miss one target for the other. And that's David Seymour. As I've mentioned early on in this, I contacted David Seymour directly and spoke with him about the deaths from. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna, the shots. And after listening to my 20 years of experience with my board certification, he, this is what he said to me. Well, America's got a lot of people in it, doesn't it? I said, yeah, it's got about 370 million. He goes, well, that many people died. So, you know, how many usually die per hundred thousand? So that's about right, isn't it? This was his response. He's a moron. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the way he responds. Jaspreet and I have both had experience of, of David Seymour uh, in the flesh, describing us in similar glowing terms, haven't we, Jaspreet? Oh, she's gone to sleep. 
Okay. Well, here's what Pfizer say about their own vaccine. Thank you for calling the customer service center for the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, also known as Comirnaty COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. The emergency use of the product has not been approved or licensed by FDA, but has been authorized by FDA under an emergency use authorization, EUA, to prevent coronavirus disease 2019. You should not get the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine if you are pregnant, plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. And, and what are they doing in New Zealand? They're doing exactly that. Yeah. What, what Pfizer has said not to do, exactly. they are doing. Where well, are the doctors? And there was a doctor's trial in Nuremberg. There was a lot of doctors were held accountable for right. the experiments. And so now they're experimenting on us. And we're going to let them, aren't we? No. Isn't it amazing we live in a country where the violation of the Nuremberg Code has become part of the new normal? Yeah, and up. the fact that they're questioning whether, whether we're actually part of it. How de- Who would do that? Who would question such a right thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no comeback. They just they, Really, it's a one-party state. They can do what they like. They just sort of pretend... And the National Party pretend to be the opposition, and David Seymour pretends sometimes when he feels like it to be an opposition, but most of the time he just lines up lickspittle alongside Ardern without quite saying so. So it's it's just a it's a one party tyranny, and there's not a lot at the moment that we can do about it. I just I just believe that if we made sure that as many people as possible knew what we knew knew what we know, yes. that that could give us the moral authority to go further. At the moment, we're the minority, but if we became the majority, that would be morally quite different, I think. Absolutely. We've got we're a couple of minutes. Coming up to time, Grant. Yeah, perhaps Carl might like to um, give us some parting words. Two or three minutes, Carl. Uh, well, I'd like to do that, uh, Grant, and um, all I can really say at this stage is uh, from my faith-based perspective is that uh, the same grace, strength, and comfort and support that God's given us as Kiwis, as patriots in 2021 will be the same measure of grace and support and power to get us through this year in 2022, no matter what's going to happen. It's going to be an exciting year, and uh, I do believe that uh, as the darkness gets darker and the oppression comes down, that uh, we are going to shine brighter. There will be strength in relationships. We'll see alternative societies. And again, like I said before, I'd much rather be on our side of the fence where there's love, acceptance, truth, support, and encouragement than on the other side of the fence where there's trolls and hatred and fear, paranoia, and and toxicity. So I'm just thankful for uh, you guys and uh, folks on this channel and and like-minded people all around New Zealand who are coming together to encourage and strengthen one another, and may we just keep on doing it throughout this 2022. Wow. That's, Might go back to church. Might go back to church. It's going to be like Move to Christchurch. <laughs> there you go. We're moving to Christchurch. <laughs> we love the heavier. Actually, <laughs> thanks, Carl. Thank you, thanks, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Thanks. Thank you, Alpha. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Jess Thanks, thanks, Grant. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jacinda, for giving us this wonderful opportunity to discuss your 
demise. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aren't you going to play something, bro? No government in the history of mankind has ever relinquished power voluntarily. The power that they have taken away from us over the past 20 months, they will never give back. They have taken away our freedom of speech. They have closed the churches. They have taken away jury trials against companies, no matter how negligent they are, no matter how reckless they are, no matter how grievous your injury, you cannot sue that company. They have taken away our property rights in the United States. They closed a million businesses for a year with no just compensation and no due process. They have taken away our right to be free of warrantless searches and seizures and surveillance by the government. This is a global coup d'etat against liberal democracy across the planet. And all of these rights that were taken away from us, these governments said it was temporary, it was only two weeks, it would be over. In truth, you can all see what's happening. They are taking those rights and they will never give them back unless we make them. We need you to stay in your home for a couple weeks. It's for the greater good. We need you to close your business just for a short time. It's for the greater good. We need you to stay home just a little bit longer than two weeks. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear this on your face. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear two of these on your face. It's for the greater good. We need you to inject this into your body. It's for the greater good. We need you to spend the holidays alone. It's for the greater good. You must inject this into your body if you want to feed your family. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop eating that. It's not good.